we're, we're not really taking a break, although we're not necessarily unpacking any more values this week, uh, but, but we're, we're opening up our eyes a little to how our values can play into our mission. And, and so today, I can't, I can't wait for you to hear the heart of, of the man that I'm going to introduce, because um, he's, he's got a passion for this school. He's got a passion for family. He's got a passion for this community. And, and right away, when, when we knew we were going to be planting in the middle school at Parkside, I, I just my mind went and my heart jumped to all of these different opportunities that are more possible because of the relationship that we can have with the man that's going to speak here today. Principal Patterson is, um, he, he and I go back quite a ways. We went to school together at Spring Arbor University, and, um, and so it's just been a real honor to walk with him in this. We've met uh, quite a few times and just share our hearts together about what potential opportunities that we can play in walking beside this school um, praying over this school, stepping into some of the needs that this school might have. And so I'm just really thankful and honored that um, when I asked Principal Patterson if he would give us the word one day, he jumped at the opportunity. He, uh, many exclamation points at how excited he was in his text back to me. So um, Jeremy Patterson, will you come out and join us? I guess from behind the curtain, maybe, I think. He's trying to find his way out. All right. Jeremy, um, come on up here, and then I'll, uh, I'll give the mic over to you. But um, Jeremy's a real friend. Um, he's a Christian brother, and I'm just really thankful of his leadership over the school and in this community. And so I'll just let him share his heart with all of you. All right. Thank you, Chris. You Appreciate bet. you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Okay, so this is a little unfamiliar start for me. Normally, if I'm speaking, if I'm doing something, I'm sitting out here, I'm getting the flow, so I was feeling it out back, but I'm a, I'm a two-sport college athlete. I played basketball and baseball like every day in my college career, so I was back there getting pumped, warmed up, stretching, and I even got a chest bump on the way out here, so... I am ready to go, and absolutely, I jumped at this opportunity to be here because this is part of my growth. Uh, this is something I've spoken to God about. I want to grow in this space. Um, I've been very successful at growing educationally. Uh, received a master's degree from Michigan State, had a great experience at Spring Arbor that has uh, led me up the professional path. Um, I've had a lot of great opportunities, and uh, as an athlete, I worked hard, I continued to progress, I got to a great space where somebody paid for me to go to college, which was incredible. And that's been my reflection here in this space of my growth with God, is I've, I've had that blueprint. And so this is part of my growth and development and just sharing and growing and learning more and making sure I'm bringing others with me. So uh, I just wanna pray over that today before we get started. Uh, so if you'll pray with me, uh, dear Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be here at middle school at Parkside with Found Church members. I thank you for providing these opportunities. You have graced me tremendously over the years. You have placed me in front of these folks here today to deliver your word, and you have braced me and supported me without your grace and support and that of the Jackson community. I would not be here today. So please use me as an instrument, as always, of your peace and your wisdom. Uh, please provide me with the strength and courage that I can uh, deliver your word here today. Amen. Okay, so that's my disclaimer. If I'm horrible, I prayed to God, and it just wasn't in the cards today. So uh, <laughs> there we go. A little bit about myself. This is a blessing. Um, I'm, I'm here in church, and I'm here at school. And my background, I grew up, I went to St. Joseph's Elementary School, so every day from kindergarten to eighth grade, I went to church. That's how I started my day. And that's a blessing because a lot of young people don't have that opportunity. And so I'm right at home in, in a lot of different sense, right? 
Um, so that was my early years. My parents still live in the same house. We used to walk to school, had great relationships, but really at an early age, I was surrounded by uh, God's word, and um, I'm still not perfect in it. I definitely wasn't perfect there. I had a few visits to the principal's office when uh, I was redirected and uh, continue to be redirected here today. So um, grew up in the Catholic faith. We still belong to St. John's uh, Church, where I'm really pleased. My family is really pleased being there because we just have tremendous leadership, but also uh, just parishioners. And uh, so a part of that will come out later, but I'm happy to uh, be an active part of uh, our church today here in Jackson. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, came to middle school at Parkside in the ninth grade. Uh, back in the day, this was uh, 789. Uh, after leaving the K-8 program, I came here one year and then graduated from Jackson High and absolutely loved it. And I feel like Jackson Public Schools is really a reflection of the real world. And uh, I think it has prepared me tremendously for everything that I've been able to do since then. So the next part, and this is uh, pretty typical of Jeremy Patterson's journey, hasn't always played out the way I intended it to, and I think that's God whispering in my ear, like, uh, no, that's not how it's going to go today, young man. So I had big dreams and aspirations. I was going to be this big star and make lots of money and all this stuff, playing basketball. Of course, we're all going to go to the NBA. And uh, he laughed just like you did. <laughs> so my mom prayed super hard. Uh, about me going to Spring Arbor. It was not my first choice. I was already signed to go to another school because I had bigger plans. Whenever this works out, I mean, it was a done deal. I had roommates. We had a place, apartment picked out. I was further away from home. And so part of my reading here, part of what I'm sharing with you is the power of a prayer warrior. Okay, my mom is one of those people. She prays religiously. She believes faithfully. And she prayed hard, please, make, my son's going to go to Spring Arbor. And I was like, I mean, it was Dundee, I wasn't going. And nonetheless, that that happened, and that was the biggest blessing, a uh, huge, another one, that it's not because of the choices of Jeremy Patterson, but people that I've surrounded myself with that afforded me to be surrounded by uh, great mentors, a place of faith where I could continue to grow and practice through Spring Arbor, and then just some lifelong friends. I mean, these guys brothers and sisters are my brothers, and then um, still here today in the audience here teaching with me at middle school at Parkside and Jackson Public Schools are people that I met in those younger years at, at Spring Arbor. So if they have any JP stories, don't listen to any of them. He's Jeremy Patterson. Okay, so another thing I was really resistant against is becoming a teacher. Uh, my mentor, Dr. Hamilton, he was our team chaplain. He spent a lot of time with the uh, men's basketball program. And he saw me coaching, as one of my youngsters here has seen me do before. And he says, you know, coaching is just an extension of teaching, right? I said, that's, he's the, uh, uh, let's see, the head of the education department. So you're supposed to say that. You're supposed to recruit people. And that was just not for me. That is not in the cards. And my exact words 30 years ago were, I won't be going to school for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, here, and here I am today. And so again, really just surrounding yourself, and that's what I think of Found Church, that's what I think of a lot of places, is just continuing to surround yourself with folks who are going to make you better. And that's what I try to do as a leader here in our school, in our community, and at home. So um, Spring Arbor was a tremendous blessing. Uh, let's see, I student taught here at middle school at Parkside. Okay, under the tutelage of a, a man, Mr. Anderson, who was still here. He was my leader and guider. And I made up my mind at that time, okay, I really know that I don't want to teach middle school. That's what I learned. That's what I learned from my student teaching experience. Uh, so I, happened, I went to Northwest. I taught preschool, kindergarten, and first. I taught a third grade classroom, which I was absolutely in love with. And by the way, the third graders used to sit in the front row, and I used to put my good kids up in the front row, right? And they were always attentive, but they said, went home and told his dad, can you ask Mr. Patterson if they'll move me to the back? And I was like, you like Mr. Patterson, why do you want to move away from him? I said, because my neck hurts, he's really tall, and I have to look up. <laughs> and now you guys have me on a stage here, so I hope you don't have neck pains. But really just fell in love with teaching and just being a role model and a mentor. 
I love to dress up when I come to work, something my father taught me. I had third graders wearing ties, and it's just remarkable that a group of my little goofballs here at middle school at Parkside recently started wearing ties. We call it dress for success. And so I understand the influence uh, that we have because uh, many have influenced me, and I kind of see it in our young people today. I really wanted to come back to Jackson Public Schools, and uh, Superintendent Evans at the time and I were really close. He was a former administrator here at middle school at Parkside, and so uh, that happened. I came back. I worked in the elementary phys ed. My brother was my boss at that point in time. That was interesting. And uh, I went on to Jackson High, uh, my all-time probably favorite place of uh, any school that I've ever gone to. Just absolutely loved it. I came into my own there, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. I met my wife about that time, so uh, she was a crosstown rival at Lumen Christie, and I was a Jackson Viking and still am 100%. And uh, so that was just a special time coming up, but also a special time going back. So I taught there for five years. I coached everything there was to coach, again, mentoring, and that's how I really identify myself as a coach. Um, and I just love doing what I'm doing, and some of those young people are 30-plus years old. They have kids here at middle school at Parkside, and everything kind of comes back just like my relationship with uh, Chris Heidenberg and now his brother Rob, and it's just a, a blessing to uh, be a part of this Jackson community. Um, about that time, I told you my brother was my boss. He's uh, Dr. William Patterson, assistant superintendent of Jackson Public Schools, and he's really been very influential in the space and education. Like, remember, I didn't want to be a teacher. I didn't want to work at the middle school, all these things, but I've surrounded myself by people, and they continue to um, encouraged me to take on, you know, more challenges and opportunities for a variety of different reasons, but I became a principal at Jackson High as well, and so I was a principal there for five years and uh, surrounded by some great mentors. I thought I was really doing good work and just realized I had a <clears throat> lot more room to growth, but definitely love being in education and, and serving our community. What I really wanted to do was, uh, I loved everything about coaching. I loved everything about being an assistant principal and grew tremendously, but I always thought like my favorite job was teaching third graders and I wanted to go back to elementary. And there was an opportunity for me to uh, serve at Frost Elementary. And these were some of my um, biggest years of professional growth ever. Uh, I was able to go there for only a short three years going on four. And then um, that changed, but the leader of me program, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that we instilled in young people is a game changer. And we really, uh, not Jeremy Patterson, but the amazing teachers that we had there, we um, developed uh, involvement of the parents and just a variety of different community groups, which leads me back to right where we are again today. We're at middle school at Parkside. We have a tremendous need and a tremendous opportunity in who was here but found church coming right alongside middle school at Parkside. So the way my brain works, the way my speech is kind of set up today, there's just connections everywhere. I'm walking in the door today. There's, they're praying for Jeremy Patterson as we walk in, and I'm walking in like, this is scheduled and set up. And so somebody in that circle, there was a circle of just joined hands, parted their hands and just let me just ease in there without breaking. And so I was able to just come right in and just partner and join hands with great things that are happening. And so that was an epiphany or a sign, if you will, absolutely. And then there was Lisa, who's been grilling me ever since I've been here. So we'll get to you in a second, Lisa. I have to remember her name. She will not let me forget it, so I have to say it 32 times to remember it. Right, Lisa? Okay. All right, so that, that was my journey. Oh, and then here comes the Parkside Blessing. So I'm absolutely loving what I'm doing at Frost Elementary. It's where I want to be. We're turning the program around. It was a failing school. It doesn't feel like a failing school at all when you're walking through it because there was just a lot of blessings, and I was so happy. And then here comes the superintendent, Jeff Beal, and again, uh, assistant superintendent, William Patterson, who formerly was an administrator here at Parkside, and they come into my office. My secretary radios to me, and they could kind of feel what's going on because we had lost the principal uh, due to some uh, technical difficulties, we call it, at middle school at Parkside. Yeah, we'll just leave that there. And, uh, oh gosh, why are they here? Maybe they want to talk to me about some union business or something. So, 
nope, they want to encourage me to take the position at middle school at Parkside. And these were my exact words again. You mean Jackson High, right? Because that was always my plan to go back to Jackson High and be the principal there. Remember, I didn't want to be at the middle school. I didn't want to teach here. I definitely did not want to be the principal, but my brother's a middle school guy. He taught algebra here. He absolutely loves middle school. He's a middle school guy, and if you're an educator, you know who you are. You're elementary. You love babies and wiping noses. If you're middle school, you're just special altogether, and, and if you're high school, then you, know, you really know your stuff uh, getting into it, but uh, here they come, and I went home, and I talked to my wife about the situation, and uh, she says, absolutely. You know, they, they need you there at that school, and, and we're all in. So she knows what that means when we take on additional opportunities and supports. It means I'm home a little bit less. I'm going to evening activities. I'm going to speaking engagements, and I'm going crazy some days. But uh, <laughs> that just comes with the territory. So we have a tremendous opportunity as educators. I just want to share this with you. If Anybody in education here? I see a couple of my teacher friends out here. Okay. So you all get it. You're all in the trenches. And what I share with Found Church, as I've shared with uh, volunteers in the past, it's, wow, I really didn't understand what you do every day. So everybody knows about education because we all went to school, right? And we all think, oh, it's the same way that it was when I went to school. And we're shaking our heads like, no, it is not the same middle school at Parkside that it was when I came here all those years ago. Not that I even really remember because it was just a blur. I'm so old, one of the two. Um, but we have a tremendous opportunity to make a difference, and I know that's what Found Church is all about. I know that's what teachers are all about, and anywhere I go and everybody I talk to, I just have the utmost respect for all the educators who do what they do every day. Uh, they're just selfless, and they're very giving. They're very talented individuals, and there's a varying degree, of course, um, of what I identify as rock stars and game changers, so you'll hear me use uh, those words quite a bit. And um, some first-year folks, uh, I really had a blessing before we leave for Christmas, like, if you made it through education in your first year, just up to Christmas, let's celebrate, <laughs> because it is not easy, and people aren't running to the profession, uh, but it is a profession that's noteworthy, and uh, we thank you for your support. There have been a lot of opportunities where uh, Chris and I have met or Found Church has been here to Parkside or Found Church is praying for Parkside or you just being here is huge. And uh, when I get into number two, after I talk about uh, finish with my family, oh, we're already on slide two. There we go, Parkside. Did you already put my family picture up there? Did we already pass number one? There they are. Okay. So before I get into Parkside, I'm going to finish up with my family, but um, this is a win-win, okay? Having found church here at middle school at Parkside, it's not by accident, it's by design, and it's God's plan. And uh, just look forward to continue to grow that partnership between our school system and, and this faith organization. So this is who I am. This was Christmas. Uh, I saw the email go out on Friday. I sent you the screensaver image in my phone. It's about two years old, so uh, my son is catching up with me now. He's about 6'2 in that picture. He is about 5-something. But this was Christmas, and it was amazing. And uh, this is in part why I am the person I am today. We're a mixed bag of goods. Um, I love them. We show up for everything. I don't always tell everybody everything because if I, I, I was nervous about this. So if I would have told my family, like, everything that's going on, like, they show up for everything. And so I know you're probably saying the same thing about my teachers, and my teachers are saying, one, I don't want to hear him talk anymore. And two, you know, it's icy out or something this morning. But they would. They would when we know it's important. And uh, I know my family would be here. And uh, like I said, uh, my wife and my son, Javen, and my daughter, Ryan, are here today. Uh, and they are a blessing, as is my entire family. So um, they made me the person that I am today, and I also strive to be a better person because of my family. Um, 100% they are there for me. Uh, my wife and I were semi-talking about this speech last night and what I was going to share. Uh, my son checked me this morning, okay, because I asked their opinion, how do I look? 
he says, you look like Grandpa Duke change. <laughs> well, one, that's a, that's a privilege to look like my father because he's a great looking man. And uh, I am a spitting image of him. I can't deny that. But two, I changed, and I never changed. I mean, my wife would tell me all the time, I hate what I'm wearing. I'm going to do something different. Don't change. And what did I do this morning? I changed. So thanks for that feedback, son. And then my daughter, she's a fifth grader at Dibble. She's super excited to be here. I know we have some other fifth graders, so she's got some future classmates. And I know that I'm here at middle school at Parkside uh, for a while because my wife told me. Uh, our daughter's coming to middle school at Parkside. You won't be going anywhere else. So uh, we've got three more years of great things in store. If, if again, that's God's plan. And uh, she's super pumped. And uh, she'd even be here this year. She'd skip fifth grade if her Aunt Terry wasn't her teacher. So again, we're just blessed and, and surrounded. And not included in our family photo, we can't exclude the family dog. We love him tremendously, and he's, he's pure love. So thanks, Sam's little Sam shout out. Okay. I've got a time limit, so you've got to help me. I don't know who the clock keeper is, but we've got an agenda to keep. So number two, let's move on to that Parkside picture and, and how we can work together uh, here at middle school at Parkside. So these people are amazing. This was our back to school, so this is new. This is not two years old. Um, this is Hollywood and Vine, the inf infamous Hollywood and Vine. My dad graduated from this school in 1965. It was a high school. And we are in the process of a lot of change here at middle school at Parkside physically uh, as well as educationally. And so these are the agents of change here, um, dedicated, passionate, talented, and they need your help and support, okay? Uh, and three things, I think I've already said it, and these are my success criteria and learning intentions for my teacher friends here. I'm going to say it multiple times. We are graced and privileged to do what we do. We are intentionally placed here in this school. Nobody was made, you have to go to Parkside this year, it's mandatory. No, you are placed here and have hopefully chosen to be here. But number three is, is braced. We all go through it, right? And <laughs> I think I'm going to touch upon just some things that have transpired and just since 2020. I say, this is going to be a great year and life will deal with some stuff. And... That's the same thing is true in the classroom. Many times there are great days, but it's peaks and valleys, right? There are great days, but our young people come with some stuff that is even, would even be hard and challenging for us to go through. And so what helps us get through those times? When somebody just touches you on the shoulder and says, you got this. Or it might be donuts. It might be coffee. It might be a voice message. It might be showing up and grading papers. So there are just so many small acts of kindness that we can show our educators who do so much that <laughs> the middle school mantra, this too shall pass, okay? I say that, and these are all jokes, right? Uh, but, but middle school is challenging because you ever remember being a, who has a middle school child at this time? See, uh, a very small few of you do. You know what I'm talking about, teenage years, okay? Trying to figure out who they are, I don't need mom and dad as much or to listen because I'm on social media. There's just, this is tough, and we have to get it right. And that's why it's so important to support one another, uh, you know, wherever we're at and whatever we're doing. So opportunities here at Parkside. Uh, one thing we really celebrate, one huge goal, and this is true in all schools, uh, but specifically to Parkside, it's called PAVE. It's Parents and Adult Volunteers for Education. We know that families look different today, so we don't just say parents. It might be aunts, uncles, grandparents, mentors, uh, anybody and everybody, because what makes a great community is a great education system, right? You ask our realtors. I met a realtor today. Where's the young man? He was in the classroom. He was guest teaching. I went in, and I said, ooh, a, a male guest teacher who's great at what do you do? Recruiting him, all right, I'm recruiting him real down. He says, sorry, Mr. Patterson, I'm in real estate now. So he's going to tell our community as people are moving into our community uh, all the great things that are happening here in our school system. But what makes a great community is a great school system. So again, just a tremendous way to partner. So uh, parents and adult volunteers for education, that's anyone and everyone who wants to give and serve. And so I extend that opportunity to you. There's a simple form. 
We fill out the form that says uh, these people would like to participate at Parkside or across the district. Many times it's because they have a relationship with a student here, uh, related some kind of way, or uh, just the school in itself. At Frost, we had a tremendous opportunity to partner with Kiwanis Club. So the Kiwanis Club of Jackson is intentional. Uh, they spent about two years partnering with the school community. And so, again, I've already kind of seen the blueprint of how we infuse community with schools and how it's a win-win. But it looks different, and, and we are just flexible and open to any way you may want to partner. Uh, you may only want to partner with one teacher. Absolutely fine. Okay, that's your person. That's who you have a relationship with. Uh, junior achievement. There are a lot of community members that come into our school. They say, I like this age group, sixth grade only, Mr. Patterson, and we make those partnerships and connections, and it works really well. Um, we have another program here called the Superintendent Success Challenge, okay, and this is a one-to-one -one mentorship program, and if you know anything about, like, big brothers, big sisters, and we've seen the research and the data of the impact on young people when they have that one caring adult. When students find their way to my office, they're typically in trouble, right? And so I always ask the question, well, I always look at their grades, number one, so we can have that conversation because that's first things first. But I always ask, who's your person? If they don't have a person, then I know why they're there, and that kind of stinks, right? And so if they have that person, then we have that opportunity for change because the kid will try again. They will try to do better because there's someone who's counting on them to be successful, someone who's bracing them up through the trials and tribulations of middle school. And so you may be able to just come alongside of us and be that person. Um, one of my professors from Spring Arbor, uh, Professor Chan, was here recently. He's uh, got involved with the Big Brothers Big Sisters program and, and mentoring one of our students. So that's just exciting when we have community members come into middle school at Parkside. And you may know this, right? All schools have a reputation. So somebody is in the community saying, I remember when I went to Parkside, it was no good, you know, and there's a lot of negative energy. But then there are the people who've walked our hallways and they've talked to our kids and they see, you know, the good things are happening and simultaneously the help that we all need uh, wherever we're doing. Ours just happens to be educating youth. So adopting a classroom, mentoring a student, or maybe even just walking through, okay? So this is our cafeteria on a normal day-to-day, -day. and so here's our stoplight. It tells the kids what to do <laughs> right above you, when to go and what to do. But maybe, so that's our non-instructional time where we're not interfering with missing assignments or anything else, and it's just the time that we're always down here just connecting with kids. We're doing a book study now. We have eight or nine different books that our staff are reading, and one of them's called Sticks and Carrots. And we recently, shared, we recently shared a strategy from Sticks and Carrots that anybody can do. So I'll share it with you today. It's called Two by Ten. Two minutes every day for ten straight days with a kid. Don't talk about school. Don't talk about how your grades. Talk about the person. Okay? And probably doesn't even have to be a kid. So we're going to have an activity, all right, and everybody has to get out of their seat, and you can't take long because I'm on a time limit here, so don't go far. So I'm going to call you back, and you have to go back to your seat. And you get two minutes, and I know that's not going to afford everybody a chance to get to talk. Some of you are like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to get out of my seat. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. But I know your attention span is waning, and if I'm going to be a good speaker, because I've seen the research on people's attention spans these days, and it's not your age when you get to this age level. And for my daughter, who's 10, we're past her attention span. Okay, so we got to get up and move. And we're going to practice two by 10. Two minutes. I know we don't have 10 days. We just have today. So you have to practice this later somewhere else. Two minutes. Have a conversation. You might want to tell them your story a little bit. Don't... Does, I'm assuming everyone doesn't know everyone here, but we're a small enough community where you may. So try to seek out someone. You didn't come with them. You're not best friends. You didn't just talk this morning. Be intentional about learning something. You might be the teacher, and you're telling them about yourself, 
or you might be the listener, okay? So you're just listening and remembering, right? <laughs> All right. You have to remember these things, Jeremy. Lisa's going to remind me of that over and over again. Two minutes, all right? I got a timer back there. I don't know if we have a clock, but please rise on your feet because you can't just sit there and listen forever, all right? Two minutes, find someone you don't know so well that's nearby. You can get back to your seat. Okay. We're going to call that two minutes. If you would please head back to your seats and conclude your conversations. I appreciate your participation in that. We'll call it a stretch activity or a transition activity, and I hope you had an opportunity to meet someone new. I hope you remember their name, Lisa. <laughs> I don't. we got to laugh at ourselves. And um, just two by ten. So maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a coworker. Uh, maybe you're an educator and you have a challenging young person on your roster who uh, may need that relationship building because we say in education... They don't care about what you're teaching them until they know that you care about them as a person. And so just being mindful on that, that we may have that family member, we may have that church member, or we may have that um, young person that needs us to build that relationship. All right, on to part three, and I think I'm getting close to my end. So um, I'm going to start with this. Uh, my baseball coach, Coach Burbage, was a huge man of faith, and again, my prayer warrior mother directed me in that area, and uh, by the grace of God, I met Coach Noel and Coach Burbridge and all the other educational advocates that I had. But he had a verse, Galatians 6.4, and I didn't put this in my slides, uh, but you can pull my slides up here shortly. And Galatians 6.4 goes like this. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself with anyone else. Pay close attention to your own work, for then you will get satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself with anyone else. Amen. So all those years ago, this man was trying to pour all this wisdom about baseball on me, but really what he was doing is he was fishing for men. And that's one of those things that has really just stuck near and is uh, very true today, right? Very true in the middle school. Part of our middle school challenge in young people is relationships and where do they fit in. And so many times they're trying to be someone else. They're trying to fit in with this group when maybe they're neglecting their own gift. And... <laughs> I was trying to figure out who wrote this next part. I don't think I stole this. So if I wrote this, then it was good. But <laughs> if I didn't write this, and I'm supposed to give credit somewhere else. But I just have to share this with you because I kind of impressed myself. <laughs> Got to laugh at yourself. I'm learning that each of us has a gift. The uniqueness of God's grace is that he created us to all do something unique and special. That is greatness and it lives in us. I am realizing more and more that this is our purpose. Let the world see the church in us and in our actions. So I know it's not perfectly tied together, but I think there's some pretty powerful words there, and I think that ties right in. So we're all different, and many times we separate ourselves from people who are different than us. Uh, that, that's very common. I hear it and I see it all the time. And I think about what is the purpose of church and what the people I'm surrounding myself continue to say and do is, yes, we have to come here. We have to continue to lo uh, learn and grow and do more. Okay. Because when we do that, it's kind of what I say to myself. So what? So what is all, all you did was just went to church today, sat there, listened, and did nothing different as a result of that, then so what? So maybe your so what is, it was better than I did last year, and, and very good. So you're moving in the right direction. Maybe your first step is just getting here, and that's all we can ask at that time. Perfect. Okay, but if you've been doing this part, and your so what might need 
uh, to be bringing someone else with you or finding that one person to um, help or to help them find their gift, then that may be your next step. And so I just say that because as I'm reading kind of the mission and vision of Found Church and why are we specifically here at Parkside or what is it that we're going to take from this community and go out into our community of Jackson and make it a better place is kind of the challenge I, I put for you today. But going back to that one piece, because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, and I think I understand my gift, and part of understanding your gift is sharing it with others. So not keeping that gift to yourself if you're able to do for people, because um, so that was a, a word that I heard not long ago, is it's bless someone who can't bless you back. Okay, so... Sometimes we'll just uh, give to someone, and uh, Christmas time maybe. Well, they got me a present, so it's only right I give something back, right? But that's what the Beatitudes kind of talks about. And I know that's where you are with your process of it's blessing those that are less fortunate. You may be fortunate, and so that's kind of our obligation, or that's why we've been graced by God. That's why we've been placed in these people's lives so that we can be a blessing to them. And not even just uh, believing that everybody's just good all the time. This is kind of that season. Um, and when I talk about my own families and our own challenges and stresses, a lot of time we don't talk about those problems, right? We don't, we don't want people to know what's in our second backpack. We just zip it up and put it away. But we know there's real things that we're dealing with. And no one is exempt. If you're living in this world, it may be cancer, it may be depression, it may be self-doubt, it may be a broken body part, um, it may be a broken relationship, okay? And we can go on and on and on about some of these things that are in front of us and they're presented as challenges. And then I think as found church and, and as just good people, it's, um, you just don't know. And so let's be that light, let's be that um, messenger, that person who uh, helps to grace someone else as God has graced us because we know we are not where we are today just because we're good, okay? I am not the principal of middle school at Parkside because I am a great leader, okay? I'm the principal at middle school at Parkside because Dr. Ham Hamilton came to me all those years ago and he saw a gift that I didn't see in myself. And then Superintendent Evans saw something in me that I would have never had an opportunity if he didn't touch me on the shoulder and say, it's your turn. Superintendent Beal. And so no one gets to where they are all by themselves. I don't think so. And I know I'm kind of representative of that. Uh, but just realizing, again, uh, we all have those gifts. All right, so I'm going to start to wrap it up here. One, I'm always taking notes and writing things down because I don't remember well, Lisa. Okay, especially I have 950 students here at middle school at Parkside, and I don't remember their all names. I'm trying. I know their faces. I see them all over the community. It really helps, but I'm always taking notes. I'm always writing things down, and if anybody ever said Jeremy Patterson spoke to you and didn't share books, they lied, because wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, I'm always sharing books. So this book here has a lot of history and a lot of stories, doesn't it, Ryan and Javen and, and Jill? So... It's a quote-unquote children's Bible. I read it every day. And the funny part, well, there's a whole bunch of funny stories, but I'm going to have to cut it short. So the funny story this week, I'm reading about the great flood, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's raining outside. It's never going to stop. Don't, don't give me this thought process today. But um, anyways, I changed my morning routine because we don't all like change, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm asking you and I'm encouraging you to do something different. I'm encouraging you to do something more. I'm encouraging you to partner with Parkside or whatever God may be calling you to do. So here's my easy, simple change, my baby steps that I can get into because I'm going to share something real quick about how I don't change real easy. So my morning routine, I get up real early. I'm a morning person. I love mornings. I love coffee. I love sports. Okay? I wake up. I'm all by myself. I make the coffee. I sit down, I watch SportsCenter. I can't stay up late, so I don't even know who won that football game last night if it weren't for the text message that I received. 
I received a really important text about 9.15, but it was too late because I was in bed preparing for today, and I just sleep real easy. So I went to bed at 9 o'clock last night. So a morning routine, I get up, I make the coffee, I watch my sports, I'm in my little happy place and all that good stuff. But I'm constantly challenging myself to be the best version of myself. And so I've tweaked my morning routine. It's so simple, it's just 30 minutes. I always start off, start the coffee pot, drink water first, not coffee. I'm reading the verse from the children's Bible. Uh, Before Christmas, I was reading the book of Matthew, 24 days leading up to Christmas. But I start my day off with this prayer process, and it really helps me to have a great start today. It only takes five minutes, and so it doesn't take much time to do things to really set yourself on a better path. What am I missing out of Sports Center? Absolutely nothing of importance. Remember, God had a plan a long time ago. I was never going to the NBA, and I'm not here to be entertained by basketball and football and sports 24-7. There is a greater purpose for my life. He has challenged me and afforded me some tremendous opportunities to play ball, and (laughs) that was a huge part of my journey and my process, but this is part of my process and my journey, and it even leads me to be able to be prepared to do something like this today. This is not easy. As my wife and I have conversations about talking in front of people, I have to get to talk too much, and so I just have to get my thoughts collected and reel myself back in. But this is a goal of mine to be able to talk about my faith with God. Okay, this is not something Jeremy Patterson has been well-versed in and uh, been really seeking to do. And so the fact that I'm here today is, is God placing me in situations to do uh, what he's calling me to do. So this is where it really took off for me last year. This is called The Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic. It is a book study that we did at St. John's uh, with our church. They passed all these books out, and I did things that I've never done. I've, um, one, participated in a church book study. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, So I like to read, and this is an amazing book, Matthew Kelly. I've shared it with all my friends. How engaging 1% can change the world. Okay, you're the 1% today. And this is all just about being intentional with your prayer life. And so here it is. This is what I did on the way to Parkside. This is what I do at home. It takes less than five minutes, or this is what I do on my way to Parkside. This is what prayer warriors do all the time. And so maybe you learn how to pray. Maybe you, nobody ever taught you how to pray. This is a process that can help guide you, and everybody tells you on these motivational speeches, this will change your life. <laughs> so guess what I'm going to tell you? This has changed my life. Things that have transpired in my life, and I'm like, I didn't do that. In God's time, he'll, he'll do what needs to be done. Begin by thanking God and personal dialogue for what you're grateful for today. Imagine if you started your day off just being thankful. It could be as simple as I woke up today because somebody didn't, right? Unfortunately, my family was a part of a visitation yesterday. The young man was 21 years old. And maybe I heard these words that were expressed. Maybe he didn't know he had a community of missionary disciples like this who loved him. So being grateful and gratitude and, and again, um, sharing that with someone else. Two, being aware. So sometimes you just don't think about it. I, I, I take number two. I won't read it to you. You can read it for yourself. But what did I do good and where do I need to do better? And so I want to be able to check myself. I don't want my wife to always have to check me and say, you know, you could have did this better, right? Okay, she's out there to help me, right? Lead me in the right direction. My son was there leading me in my outfit, my apparel, and when I'm tucked in and when I'm not tucked in, Ryan will tell me, okay? So when am I my best version of myself and what do I need to do better at? Read Matthew 5 yesterday, boy, chopping things up and cutting, plucking things out and it gets difficult. We've got to remove ourselves from some of those vices that we have. Significant moments. Uh, This one is, how is God working in my life? Um, Just being mindful again that he created us and uh, he is the controller of all things. Uh, Asking for forgiveness so we don't carry some of that guilt 
some of those things that weigh us down. We talk about talking to God and giving it to God and saying, I don't know what to do all the time, um, so please help me with those things. Uh, freedom to speak with God about how he is changing your life. So you have to talk to yourself about I'm changing because we don't want to change. Here's my example. Get ready to laugh. Okay. I'm wearing two watches, two devices, and I'm getting people asking me this question. What are you doing? Uh, Lynette asked me about this the other day. What are you doing, Jeremy? And so this is a Fitbit. All right. I was very comfortable with the Fitbit device. I'm very comfortable with where I am with my exercise and fitness and taking care of myself. And this is an Apple Watch because I had to step my game up, right? It was Black Friday deal, got a good deal, and it was a goal. If I continue to work out, then I deserve to treat myself because, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And so, gosh, I'm so used to this, and everything is in just one nice, neat compartment for me that I don't want to let go. And so I gave it to my daughter. I don't think she stopped using it after a little while. So I'm like, you know what? I'm really not happy with this thing. It's not doing what I'm accustomed to. And so I've learned more. I've got to go see the Geek Squad because I know they're going to help me out, okay? But... Change isn't easy for me, okay? Yes, laugh at me, and that's going to inspire me to, come on, man, let go. You can go to one more app store or something to figure these things out, but talk to yourself about how God is inviting you to change your life. Be intentional every day with that part right there. And then um, six is um, thinking of others. So... uh, you know, who can we lift up today? There's a lot of people going through a lot of things. I just shared with you some of the things that um, maybe it's at Parkside, maybe it's at home in our own lives, but we all have those trials and tribulations, and, and sometimes we even question God, right? How can these things happen? How can these things happen? But being honest with God and just lifting these things up and just say, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Um, I can't solve these problems, so God, I need you there. And, um, and then finish with prayer. I pray that our Father, the Hail Mary, and the glory be. And so uh, that's just how I make it my own and, and do what I do. With that, um, it's a game changer. I, I'm not missing Sports Center. I can watch that anytime. It's just five minutes. I find myself doing it multiple times throughout the day when I get good. There's peaks and valleys. I'm not always just right here, trust me. Okay, it's not perfect, uh, but it's a process. And once we have a process, we're more committed to it. And so get that time, get that place. And if it's this process, you already have one. Just find those ways where you can uh, continue to be the best version of yourself. So let me see if there's anything else great that I wrote down that I had to share with you. Um, seeing none. Uh, I just want to conclude with um, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with Found Church um, and growing uh, this community of missionary disciples is is what I'm calling you. Uh, One of the meetings with Chris, we sat down, we went to Bigby Coffee, and I actually gave him this prayer that we pray at our church, and that's what we've been challenged to do. It's go out and to be missionary disciples in our community. And so it's not just what we get here at Found Church, but hopefully we've taken good notes, we've made some relationships, we're able to make that connection with what God is calling us to do, and then we're part of the 1% who are going out to make this world and this community and this church a better place. So um, I will be here after we get done. If we want to talk about any way that we can partner with middle school at Parkside, uh, you are a blessing to us. So again, I can't thank you enough. And absolutely, you're all welcome to find some way which you can uh, uh, partner with us here at middle school at Parkside. And I just really uh, thank you for being here today. And thank you for listening to the words that um, God had me share with you today. So thank you. All right. Hey, before you step down, Jeremy, can we, can we just pray for you? Um, and um, I don't know, this is maybe crazy, but can we, can we step forward and lay hands on him in proxy of this whole school? And I'll have you step down there. I'll, I'll just stand up. We'll lay hands on you. And, yeah.
you're not able to come up, just, just lift a hand towards this space. God, we are just so thankful and blessed. Uh, we're, bl- we're blessed to be um, graced by your presence, graced by your love, by your mercy, by your son Jesus Christ and what he has done uh, to give us the privilege and honor to be in your presence, Lord. And we're placed in this space. You have done a, an incredible work um, to open doors in this community, um, to, to be able to unify a church and, and a school together, um, to work to, to knit a community together. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. And, and we are braced. We are ready to brace this school in any way we can. Uh, Lord, we, we appreciate all the different opportunities that there are that we can come alongside the school, whether it's on an individual level uh, with students individually or, or if it's just in prayer and um, just bringing your spirit into this place every day, every Sunday, and just asking you to have your way in this school. Um, Lord, we just thank you. And we pray over Principal Patterson, over Jeremy Patterson. Lord, we just ask that you would continue to empower him, to continue to inspire him to lead these kids and um, to be a light in this school. And we thank you for all of the teachers, Lord. We thank you for their work, their hard, hard work. To be in the trenches is, is no small thing, Lord. And we just, any way we can be here, that you would guide us, that you would empower us to walk alongside our, our teachers of the school, our, our um, administration of the school, um, the custodians of the school. Lord, we, we just thank you for being a part of this. And we just ask for your spirit to, to guide the teachers, to guide the administrators, to guide the custodians, to love on these kids um, even better than they already are, which is incredible. And so, Lord, we just thank you for their work in this community and thank you for, for our opportunity to, to partner with them in any way we can, Lord. Um, and we just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.